Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It's episode 77. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. Um, I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, co-host and former mayor of Danger Bay, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? You know, FSU finally won a football game, and it might have been versus, like, a high school team, but... And we might have been down fourteen nothing at the end of the first quarter, but we finally won. Racing was good this weekend. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's been a good week. You know, we always start this podcast now, it seems like, with FSU updates, and the fact that we're starting Jordan Travis has got me very happy, so yes, hopefully we can keep it going for a little bit. Now, obviously, I did not upload LTLN76. It was finished last week, and it sat on my computer, and I went into full depression mode. I'm feeling better this week. If you guys did not see on Twitter, I actually did a broadcast last night for an iRacing event, um, and I'm going to probably be doing that for the year, and that actually got me back into feeling good about things so hopefully um you know I'm, I'm gonna start uploading these properly i will get this one out tonight i don't have any um plans besides maybe streaming warzone so we'll see we'll see but let's let's get things started kevin we had a wild i think that's an understatement wild weekend at talladega i i i, I and once again unfortunately the yellow line rule has come into play and caused huge controversy Sunday's race was was so good for for ninety eight percent of it, and then as always, a Rick Ware shit box brings out a late caution, bunches the field up, and then everything goes to shit. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> um, it's yeah. So I, I I feel like we should start from the beginning of the race. I mean, from the get go, we had two three wide action, and then coming to the end of stage one, we had. Almost two cars flip in the same wreck with Eric Almarola yeah. and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch had a full kick flip in midair, pretty much. Not not like Brendan Gaughan, but he, uh, <laughs> you know, he he started off facing the inside wall and then landed facing the outside wall. So uh-huh. that was, we uh, had... it was good. Good to see all the cars stay on the ground. Thank good. Yeah, all the wrecks for the most part stayed yeah. on the ground. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> I think that was the first time though, um, or not the first time, but. Going back to the Daytona race that we had, that was a cutoff. We didn't have three cautions until maybe the third stage, I think. Uh, or I guess if you count the competition caution. But mm-hmm. it, it felt like they never were going to, um, you know, wreck. And in this one, you got Christopher Bell spinning out on lap one because he blew a tire, it looked like. Then Ricky Stenhouse crashes. And then you have a, one of the first big ones of the day. Um, it takes out a couple championship contenders. It, we got off to a wild start, and it didn't stop from there. Then we get to stage two, and shit just hits the fan again. Yeah, that that Kerpush wreck, where I mean, he he all but flipped. He like, it, yeah, that wreck reminded me so much. And this is throwing it way back uh, to the 2005 UAW Ford 500, the Fall Talladega race, where Scott Riggs in the Checkers car mm. going through the trial well, gets clipped, flies into the the outside wall gets yeah. like just completely up in the air, flips a bunch of times. And if it wasn't for Cole Custer coming through and hitting Kurt Bush at a certain angle, I think that Sam Zach wreck would have happened. But yeah, Kurt Bush pretty much just 
he kind of he did his best Lightning McQueen impression where he was at Airborne, kind of looking at all the fans <laughs> in the stands. Probably said a kachow a couple times, uh, pointing at land- some of the girls in the crowd. Yeah, right. Landed on all four, so it's good to see him get out. But yeah, that yeah, was, that couldn't have that, felt good on his back. No, that was a big wreck. Glad he uh, he walked out. Glad everyone was okay. Yeah, there were some <laughs> hard hits all day long. Um, so it was that was by far the hardest. But yeah, good to see him walk yeah. walk out of it. And then the third stage was honestly pretty. Came up until, like I said, that Rick Ware shitbox caution yeah. play six to go. And then they wrecked not once, Anthony. Not twice. Not twice, Anthony. But three times. And we, <laughs> uh, we saw a bunch of, like, you, like we said at the top of this episode, a bunch of yellow line ruling. Was it fair? Was it not fair? Uh, I'd love to get into that right now. Who, who was the true winner of this race for you, Anthony? I mean, Denny Hamlin did cross the line first no matter what happened. So technically speaking, if there's no yellow line rule, Denny Hamlin is still the winner. Okay. Now, that being said, there is a difference between being forced down to avoid a wreck and just going down below the yellow line. And NASCAR has tried its best to implement that. And you have victims such as Brennan Poole, uh, Regan Smith, hmm. Justin Haley that one time. Well, Wait, when did Brennan really? I'm thinking about Brennan, Brennan Poole right now. Brennan Poole with Elliot Sadler at Talladega Spring Race. Ah, yes, that's But right. that wasn't really a yellow line rule. That was really the caution flag coming out. But I still, it's an inconsistency with NASCAR. Yeah. Of course, now I just put a future roll in my mouth, so hold on. <laughs> my, okay, so if, if the ruling of everything was enforced properly there, Eric Jones should have won that race. Because Denny <laughs> Hamlin... Literally, go back and look at a tweet by Steve O'Donnell. I think it was for the Clash in 2018. Um, or some race back during Speedway. probably the Clash. But he literally said the reason whoever was penalized back then was because they went below the O-line. While they were forced, they advanced their position and didn't give it back. And Denny Hamlin straight up did that. Mm-hmm. So like He didn't I try don't... and back off or anything either. Yeah, it that's was what like I'm saying. He... So by by definition of the I don't have like I, I do like how NASCAR started penalizing the guys for actually forcing people below the L line because yeah, I, I really think that thought was a good call because like it, it's it's in that box that Brad Keselowski mentioned way back when with the Carl Edwards flip on that last lap like either you go below the L line or you send someone into the catch fence and the box NASCAR puts us them in is well you have to. You have to do that. Hold your ground. But I guess now they're a bit more lenient with it and mm-hmm. let you make that reactionary move, which is great because no one wants to see cars flying through the air. Yeah. Into the sands. That's, yeah. No bueno. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think Eric Jones got a little bit screwed there. Um, Twice. I think as much as it pains me to say it, they made the right call on Matt DiBenedetto. Yeah. Um, he came all the way down. He was doing what we in South Florida call a four-lane merge. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw his exit a little too late, and he had to get down in, in there, and he ended up cutting off a couple of drivers. If this was a yeah. real-life situation, uh, you know, Matt DiBenedetto is going to be liable for a lot of damage there. It's unfortunate because, obviously, I didn't want to see Matt's day get ruined. I mean, he literally was about to start bawling on TV, and I felt bad because my friends were, like, about to start laughing. I'm like, dude, please don't laugh at Matt. Like, you guys don't watch NASCAR. You really don't understand his pain. Like, this one hurt a lot. I didn't even want to talk about this race for about a day after. And now, looking back at it, they had to penalize Matt Benedetto in order to justify giving Denny Hamlin the win. Yeah, Um, it It was the only right move. I feel like I can we just really quick go back to Eric Jones. I mean, you know he came from eighth to second in like half a lap. You because yeah. I I have this knack where I'm not watching the leaders on like race like this. I'm watching the guy in tenth because yeah. I I know there's a run coming. There's the same thing with Cole Custer at the restart at Kentucky. I was not paying attention at all to the leaders. I was watching that car because he got such a dumb run in turn one. And Eric <laughs> Jones got a push and a half. Man, I tell you what, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he probably did deserve that win. And obviously, if all the penalties were correct, I guess, you know, we, we, we'd have that. But alas, Denny Hamlin gets win number seven on the season. Seven on the season, yeah. So yeah, him and Harvick through, what race number was that? 31? 
Yeah, that's um, they have about forty something percent. They almost have more than win. more than half the wins technically. 16, sixteen wins. Sixteen uh, yeah, out of thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's insane. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that's JGR dominance from last year, except yeah. it's, it's two different drivers. Exactly. Yeah, it's insane. Um, besides that, that like uh, the package I thought went great. I mm-hmm. package I'm is like, incredible. This is some of the best racing we've seen. But I wish that they could finish a race without fucking wrecking. Yeah, I, I wish the runs were a little bit smaller. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know. Maybe lower the spoiler a little bit, but if you do that, then the cars will go faster. But the runs won't be as big, so maybe lower the horsepower. I don't know, because Lasky was saying, you know, he quoted the the, uh, the goat himself, Tony Stewart, saying, you know, we didn't wreck enough cars today, blah, blah, blah. Um, I do, I, like, it's always fine-tuning. This is a great compromise, which we have right now, and I love the racing, but I also am more of a fan of not complete wreck fest. Like I was, I was talking. Uh, someone mentioned something like the worst super speedway package that anyone has seen since the Gen Six came in was in 2018, where like that one Talladega race where Stuart Haas could have lapped the field if it went green. Um, while it was a shit race, I do like appreciate being there to witness something like that. I really don't understand everyone calling this one a shit race. Like, I watched that on TV, and I had a blast. I don't know, maybe, if it was just the fact that Almirola won. I think I, it was because... I, I look at it with rose-tinted glasses, and I look yeah. at, honestly, the 2013 Daytona 500 package is by far the worst um, Okay, package. yeah, that, that probably takes the cake on it. It was yeah, just, like, that it, was, or... it was so different for a super pseudo-area, because you're used to crashing. So I, like... Well, because, you know, you also look at the car we had before that, and obviously not trying to go down a rabbit hole, but you look at the... La- and I just watched this today was the um, 2012 fall Talladega race was the last restricted plate race before that 2013 race. So we were fucking spoiled yeah. with that one. And then we get whatever the hell we got in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, like, if I'm being honest, if they want a safer package, they could go back towards 2013. Now, the noses were different on all yeah. the cars at that point. So that's probably added to why these runs are so different because i think it's punching a bigger hole in the air for these cars behind because i watched um a video and i can't remember who it was they were just punching right through the middle of the pack i think it was keselowski and it's only when the cars were like really close to each other where they're only running about 60 percent mm-hmm. of the of the lines on Talladega compared to where one's against the wall and one's against the bottom line then the middle is useless but when you have that hole punch your middle the middle line is actually faster through like the top like the back 15 cars and it's it's insane how that works aerodynamically and i really would like someone to really explain it to me in not idiotic terms yeah. you know like <laughs> what i'm trying to do right now but i i have to imagine the way these cars are 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 more pointed i think in the front is causing them to punch a bigger hole, and that's getting bigger speeds and bigger runs in the back. I mean, you can look at Eric Jones. He had that on with on the last lap and getting a just absolutely ass-packed. I think it was Busher, honestly, who was ass-packing him. Which, <laughs> My, once I again, those Rash Fenway uh, engines. Looking back at the Gen 6 Super Speedway package, I really thought 2017, probably the if I had to point out my favorite, I mean, I like 20, I love this year's, don't get me wrong, but like, I think the runs are still a bit too big. 2017, mm-hmm. we had a lot of crashes, but that was off of just pure dumbassery. Like, if, if yeah. you look back, like, the, the Daytona 500 that year was relatively clean. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it went green for the last 60 laps, yeah. if I recall. I mean, that's why they had fuel mileage issues. And then the, the Talladega spring race, the big one at the end where, like, Chase Elliott Blew in the air for like eight minutes, um, but then oh, yeah. flipped. Like that was due to AJ Allmendinger ass packing him throughout yeah. turns one and two, and just never lifted. the The July race was Stenhouse won that. I'm trying to think what I don't really remember much that happened in that race. I think there were just like some mistakes, and then that fall Talladega race, like at the end where they just kept crashing. It was because everyone was trying to like be a hero and block three lanes. So and the runs weren't that big. It was just like. Like Suarez, I want to say, made a three wide move with Larson and Elliott mm-hmm. and wrecked them yeah, all. They, they like, couldn't stop wrecking because they had no experience at the front, and that's what happened. Larson, yeah. Elliott, and Suarez are all like, Well, we're young. Right. God bless, <laughs> give it a chance. Yeah. So that was 
I, I don't know, my favorite. Anyway, I feel like we've talked enough about the uh, the cup race. If we want to move into the doubleheader of Saturday, we had a uh, a usual winner in Xfinity and then a pretty much out of left field winner in the trucks. Yeah, no, um, I I definitely will agree that we got our uh, we got our money's worth on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Um, I I actually don't mind that colleague racing is now just a powerhouse. Yeah, Xfinity. I'm I'm not too mad about it. It's it, it could it could be worse. You know, it could be the the, the Penske train that we all fear. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, shouts out to those guys over there, and you know, obviously, big shouts out to Raphael Lassard. Yes, I, I, did I finally get that name right? You got it. Yeah. I will say though, we had issues trying to determine our winners, and obviously, it comes from the fact that NASCAR is maybe doing the right thing by throwing cautions a little early on the last lap to maybe avoid having absolute disaster coming to the tri-oval. And I'll give them credit. I think that they got both calls correct by calling the, the cautions. It's obviously an absolute buzzkill, but, I mean, do we really want, you know, absolute chaos? Maybe, if you're methy, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they got either call right. You, you, you disagree. I'm a fan of letting it race. Like, I think back to the, like I said, I was there at the 2018 race, um, the fall race and the cup series. Every def, like what we saw that those last laps in Xfinity and trucks, the same exact thing happened. Like Matt Benedetto got sent across three lanes in that final lap going into turn one, wrecked. And then because of them not calling the caution, Kurt Busch ran out of fuel in turns three and four, giving Eric Amarillo the win when... So, like, I, I, why don't call the caution there and that now call it now? It's just the inconsistency pisses me off. Um, no, they, I'm they always, I will it. always be a fan of them running it to the green. Obviously, like, if you see a car go upside down flying through the air, you got to call the caution. Yeah. But I even mean, the, then... Ryan, the, what was it? The, the Kyle Larson wreck in Talladega in, in 2019. They had to call that a caution. Oh, yeah. No, by, yeah. by all means, call that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, like, we just want to avoid things that will end up leading to, like, another Newman situation god forbid yeah. that ever happens again and that's yeah it, it's kind of a reactionary thing from nascar right now at the plate tracks i mean they could have easily have called the caution at the spring talladega race like when they started wrecking in three and four and they didn't and it ended up giving us a great finish but again that could have also have been absolutely disastrous I, it, it's super inconsistent and that's yeah. nascar consistently inconsistent yes I, it just I, when in doubt, let it run green, like you said, unless there's cars upside down or like you can't really like go on those speeds as as weird as it sounds, a lot of the hits there's so much forward momentum that they're not really that hard. It's that secondary hit which really hurts, like kind of mm-hmm. what we saw with Newman. Like the first hit obviously yeah, it's bad. He went upside down. Oh Horrible. yeah, no, that's still a shitty hit um, in two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, but like if you're I think it's a bit different if you see a car like sliding down on the back stretch and hit the inside wall really hard, but if they're just getting turned in the corner, hitting the wall, as weird as it sounds, it's not really that hard of a hit. Like, the drivers have said it themselves. It's like, because you're going pretty much the same speed. Um, it's that rapid deceleration which really gets you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but uh, so... Who, who did we see that hit the wall an absolute ton on the driver's side during Xfinity Race? That kind of freaked oh, me Herbst, out a little bit. Right? Hurst, yeah, yeah. Hurst absolutely just slammed that inside wall, and that looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Xfinity series for not knowing how to pit. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they did their best. They 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 they, they gave it maximum effort, and it sure paid off. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And yeah. that that awesome save by Chase Briscoe coming the two to go, leading, getting turned by Gregson, and like I don't know how the hell he saved that. He's a he's a wheel man. We know that. Um, had a super great post on Reddit about it, saying it is what it is, and yeah, gave Haley that the third super speedway in a row, and the only. People who have done that before in the Xfinity series is a guy named Dale Senior and a guy named Dale Junior. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't did Dale Junior do that in Xfinity? I thought that was in Cup. No, he did it in Xfinity as well. Well, God bless yeah. him, dude. He's yeah, yeah one of the goats. I think this finally makes up for uh, that blown call in 2018. I think it finally makes up for it. Getting three in a row at this point. Yeah, I'd say so. Like I, that was. I think back then that was the right call. Justin Haley was just kind of yeah. You'll you'll die on that hill. I know. I know, but also it's like there shouldn't be that yellow line rule in the first place. So yeah, I wanted to bring that up. I think the rule is stupid. It's obviously safe, 
Because, like, think about it. Now the way that Daytona and Talladega are set up with the back straightaway having just no grass. I mean, what's <laughs> stopping a driver from doing a fucking Phoenix line on the back straightaway? Right. You know, like, you know that's my, my only thing. It's like, okay, don't be excessive with going yeah. down there, but eliminate the yellow line rule. Like, y- you know, my philosophy if it's paved, that means they should run it. Um, obviously, <laughs> Fe- I'm not NASCAR was Phoenix. I'm not saying, you know, try to pass someone by forcing them all the way down to the inside wall of Talladega, but I don't, I <laughs> we'll mean, see it. Phys- <laughs> I'd be down. Uh, like physically, those guys aren't going to go all the way down there unless they're trying to avoid a wreck. Because one, yeah. it's just not oh, yeah, the no. fastest way around. Um, Daytona is a little bit different for me. Like, I don't think Talladega. I think Daytona doesn't have only asphalt. They have some grass area. We we found that out during the Roval. Yeah, but it just the inside or the trioval at Daytona is a lot more scary than the trioval at Talladega. Um, so. I'm not saying you can't because if you're going to eliminate the rule, you're going to have to eliminate it at both places. You can't. You, you can't to, just yeah, pick and choose. Pick, I would say we could pick and choose with Daytona. We could say no going below the yellow line in the turns or the trioval because you'll fucking wreck. But you know, yeah. But like Kozlowski said, they're going to wad them up anyways. So does it really matter? And it, it fair. Doesn't. That's fair. So I don't know. It's, we'll, it's a crapshoot no matter what. We'll it's just, see. Every I read a good article that said, and I actually read, which I, I would like wow. some. some uh, yeah, can you give me applause for that one? Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, actually being an English major and reading is one of the toughest <laughs> things. But um, it was saying that like every sport, I think this was from Kavana or Weaver, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they said that every sport has controversial rules. Obviously, balls and strikes in in, in baseball. I don't think anyone in the NFL can tell you what a catch or holding or defensive pass interference is. Yep. And in NASCAR, it's the yellow line rule. We can't tell you if it's forced, if it's on purpose, or what. We and the I guess the tandem drafting, which thank God we didn't have to deal with that this weekend. Um, the less the less judgment calls, the better. In my exactly. Opinion. I I think that NASCAR, especially being so black and white with its rules, like pit road speeding, um, too many men over the wall, uh, equipment leaving the uh, box. You know, they're so good with that, and yet hmm. they're just not it's such a judgment call with that. And that's super unfortunate. Cause like you have, I think the only other judgment call NASCAR ever has to make is the, um, uh, besides maybe intentional wrecking is the restarts. And we haven't actually heard too many things about restarts lately, which thank God I hate when that becomes a problem. Like the big, the big issue with restarts is like jumping them. If, yeah, if that's you lay what back. I, yeah. And I really thought we'd see it a lot more with this, you know, the the high downforce package. But everyone's been doing a good job. I think. Yeah. I can't remember the last time someone got penalized for it. Well, let's finish up here. I just wanted to say shouts out Trevor Bain. Almost, almost got another I job. I know. That would have been so cool, though. That would have been he, so cool. But he ain't done. The he lost. I, I want to say his margin of victory was like point, or margin of defeat was point zero zero six. So like, so yeah. close. And that it really comes down to like whoever's pushing that the button on the caution like how quick is that reaction time yeah that was... he was he was right there so he kind of got i'm not gonna say screwed over because it's taldega and like it's taldega but it's uh unfortunate for him but he will be in that car the rest of the year which great mm-hmm. for him sucks i'm time hoping he Jesse. gets it next year too i Honestly. do too i mean trevor bean's a guy that everyone's really seems to like um unless you're ryan blaney at bristol but besides <laughs> besides that, I mean, he, he, he just seems like such a good guy. Kind of like a Matthew Benedetto, mm-hmm. like just a, a stand-up guy. Can't really, doesn't do much to piss people off um, for the most part. So, yeah, it'll be cool to see him. Anyway, so moving on from Talladega, unless you we have anything news. else. We got some news. Well, there was two IndyCar races. Do you want to get into that or do you want to talk that's, about Yeah, that's what I was going to go into real okay. quick. So IndyCar, I don't think. Did you watch any of the races? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so I heard they were both really good. Um, yeah, I'll watch the replays on them, but I do especially They were a lot better than the road course at Indy race um, in July, which is good. I guess good. cooler temperatures prevailed? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. It is um, chilly up there, I will say. Like, oh, yeah. We've had a cold front move in this week, so... yeah. I assume. Anyways. I mean, if we had Methy, he could tell me firsthand, like, "Hey, it was uh, it was freezing my nuts off." Mm-hmm. So Penske finally got his first win at Penske Racetrack. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, that's right? true. And then he said, "I'm gonna do it again." 
Yeah, yeah. So, so New Garden got the dub on Saturday, closing down the point deficit to Scott Dixon, and then closed down the point deficit again on Saturday with a fourth place finish. And that race was won by Will Power, which means the finale at St. Pete, which means Anthony are hopefully going to be at August or not August? April? Nope. Nope. Anthony, what month is it? Uh, October. It is October. Thank you. Act- October. October. Yeah, twenty fifth. Uh, he is down thirty two points, which needs. Which means he needs like a first place finish and Scott Dixon to Scott Dixon to finish. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Sean Connery has entered the yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish. Dixon. I want to say like thirteenth or worst. Which yeah, I think Dixon's fine. Um, of he course, should be, but we've we've seen Kamikaze oh, moves at St. Pete before. So turn one's gonna be fun this year. Yeah. Where uh, would excited. you want to sit if we're if if we go to to St. Pete? Because I would love to get like as close to turn one as possible. Oh yeah, turn one. But I also sure. want to like try and be by the bar at the uh, final mm-hmm. little uh, hairpin in the, uh, off the last corner. Turn one, <laughs> turn one, wherever the beer is. Yes, I yes. am look. I am really looking forward to that one. This will this will close out my race uh, year in 2020 and yours Retweet. too. I mean, oh, I've man, been the one. That's crazy, Daytona. So yeah, I was. Re- I will say I was really sad. We were at Talladega last year. We met up with some great guys. Shouts out Christian Espinosa, all those guys. <laughs> yeah, and they were all there again this year. RVing. It's like, man, that should have been us. We should have been. Yeah, RVing, I, I will uh, say that. Like, I, I was explaining to friends. Part of the experience at Talladega is having those grandstands absolutely packed at the top, and yeah. everyone yelling "F Kyle Busch" in unison. All the great <laughs> traditions. That first lap beer no shower. <laughs> That first lap beer shower when the car goes by, it's different, oh, yeah. and especially in the college section. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. And for me, I wanted my last college experience at Talladega to be something more similar to what we've had. Not to say, uh, I mean, we don't know what April's going to look like. I'd assume oh, it'll yeah, be better definitely. than it is now. Um, but I'm hoping for a lot more better of an experience come April. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully we'll we'll get that situated. But Kevin, I have a little bit of a surprise for you that oh I boy. haven't told you yet. Oh shoot! I have a connection with Emma, and we may be able to get RV uh, privileges next year. So <laughs> yeah, we might that be uh, we might be RVing up to Talladega next year. So keep that in. You in know there. what we I just get... realized? What my graduation got moved up a week, which means now I'm graduating that Saturday. Oh. Oh no! Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. Are you are you gonna do virtual graduation? I'm frick. Probably. I hope it's virtual, and I hope Talladega's not. Oh my god! Oh, well, boy. we'll All get right. to figure that one out. Yeah, so. we'll figure that out. Shoot. Speaking okay. of figuring some stuff out, we got more silly season uh, stuff figured out again this week. It's like either we're talking schedule or silly season. Yeah. So uh, what do you what do you want to the, start with on this one? Before we get into the Roval, let's let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on. I think that we should start with a brand new team that's now official. Yeah. With uh Justin Mark. I what is Justin Mark's team name? Because I, I it was it was like Motorsport Inc. or something bad. The team it's it's very like generic. It's name. super it's generic called sounding. Team Trek House? Okay. That sounds correct, but that also sounds like it could be a sports bar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I want to say that's it. Dinosaurs. I mean, shout out Justin Marks. He's an awesome guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's a huge fan of the sport and continues to to make an impact. So fantastic. Yeah, according to Pocris, um, I think that they're I, I I think that the number is incorrect because I think that now it's the 77 or they're they're leasing from Spire 77. So Daniel Suarez will drive the number 99 Chevrolet mm-hmm. in Cup for Justin Marks' own team track house. Yep next season and i think the biggest part about this is that they're going to be partnering and be in-house with rcr which that could be some uh, that could be pretty good because they have shown improvements the last three years Uh, rcr is no longer a wow they got a top 20 that's good i guess it's now like oh they got another top 10 (laughs) no surprise there yeah it's basically just the uh the rebirth of Jermaine racing. If we're, yeah. if we're being completely honest here, Except just as going to be a, a nice number and a cool new scheme and no guy. Yeah. Can. The scheme, it kind of reminds me of, did you see the trailer video? No, I haven't yet. I'll, I'll, I, I could check it out right now if you want. <laughs> sure. Go for it. I mean, it kind of like the team kind of looks like 
a NASCAR version of AlphaTauri, like same colors, like mostly white. There's a little bit of blue in there. So yeah, that that is pretty sweet. I, I am excited. You know, anytime a semi-new team shows up in a NASCAR, I do get excited to see what they're going to do. And I, I do oh, yeah. hope for success for Justin Marks. I, I rooted for him when he was in Xfinity. And I wondered why he didn't want to continue racing anymore. And it shows he wanted to be more on the um, managerial side of things. And God bless him for that. You know, this this will be fun. We also got some, uh, I guess, extra big news. Something that you predicted, Kevin. So... Uh, shouts out to you, but Alex Bowman is moving to the 48 next year with full backing from Ally Racing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, you called that one right on the head. So now what happens? We already talked about it, man. Brandon Jones to that five. <laughs> <laughs> Being realistic, though, I mean, obviously, I'd love to see Brandon Jones come up to Cup. I think that would be an absolute just fuck you to everyone. But be. being realistic, I think that you know we still have some heavy hitters that are not sure about next season. Obviously, Eric Jones is the big name there, and obviously with more uh, things kind of falling apart or falling into place for other drivers, it's – I don't think that Hendrick's going to downgrade to three cars. That would be ridiculous, but no, it is a not. rumor. I, I'm, I'm like – if I was a betting man, I would put money on Larson going there. Um, oh, God. I really go. don't have – because I – they can sign him literally to like the minimal contract and get they the most could, amount yeah. of value out of that. And like, I mean, let's be real. He's laughing in the field at the Bristol dirt race. Him and Chris Rebell. Um, yeah. But here's the thing though. And this is like, I don't deny that Larson is talented. I don't deny any of this stuff. I think I've been pretty open about that. What I deny is the fact that Chevrolet has said they don't want to work with him anymore. He doesn't bring any sponsorship to the table at all, like that major sponsorship. And even if Hendrick does sign him to a minimal contract, you know, not too many people are going to want to put their names on that. And, uh, you know, it's been very well known that Hendrick is not going to let him do as much dirt racing as he wants to do. And he would rather do that. And that's why I'm thinking that while it's a great option to sign Larson, it would probably be in Larson's best interest to potentially go to the 32 or the 34 or something along those lines and get into the Stewart house wheelhouse where you can continue doing dirt racing more sponsorship that will appreciate your talent is more likely to drive with Stuart Haas. And also you're going to be driving for Stuart Haas. <laughs> yeah, I we'll know, see. My two cents. I don't it, like I, I've heard he's, he's, you know, what's he called? welded the ties that were separated with uh chevy whatever that yeah, a good job is. trying to take care of what needs to be taken care of he's done his yeah. training and he is like genuinely trying to you know change his perception i guess you know i mean that's that's great and all but i i mean from a realistic standpoint you gotta look at from sponsorship bowman could not secure sponsorship until after Daytona. Am I correct about that, or was it before, right before Daytona? It was like right before, because when I made my original predictions yeah, for the season, that. I was like, "That car is going to be shit because they ain't got sponsorship." <laughs> and like literally the next day, they're like, "Hey, twenty six race." Hey, now he's going to be in the round of eight. <laughs> exactly. So that that sucks. Uh, I yeah, and Bowman struggled to get sponsorship, and I think that the only sponsors he was able to acquire this year was Exalta for a couple of races and Cincinnati Bank. I, I think the others have still been Chevrolet Goods dot com. Cars. Yeah, so he this season and looking at next season, so he had Exalta for some of the races this season. Exalta's going to the twenty four. So yeah, Exalta will stay with the twenty four, which is a great move. Only Bowman or only Byron. Byron, um, yeah. The, the Cincinnati, race I'm not. Yes, Cincinnati, I'm not sure. Um, because Allies like a full on season sponsorship, like yeah, every single race. They, they are thirty six races. Yeah. Um, so maybe like an associate sponsor type of thing. And then Valvoline is another one for him. Mm, which... Yes, the Valvoline car. How can I forget the sexiest car in the field? Right. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then, yeah, for the for the fourth car, now that they're not going to run the 88 anymore. Um... Oh, they did officially announce that the 88. Okay, they retired. haven't officially announced it. But we can assume. Dead. Yeah, they. we can assume. Um... Kendrick is very... Uh you know, accustomed to the <laughs> five and 25. So I, I would could... say five 25. And then if Larson does indeed go there, watch out for number 57. Oh my gosh. You are literally been fanning just in like an adult form. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if let's say Eric Jones goes there, who knows what number um, it'll, it'll be a combination of five fifty or five twenty five or 57 probably. 
I gotta say, I was pretty woke about this because I did mention earlier that, um, Bo- well, at least on my Twitter, Bowman has already driven uh, Jimmy Johnson's car before. If you recall yes. last year, I, I he wrecked. That, tweet. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he wrecked a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't have a backup, and Johnson was like, "Here you go." And it was the black Exalta scheme, which is still one of my favorites from last year. Was it New so, Hampshire? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Good, good call. Um, okay, yeah. Okay. No. So this was uh, obviously. I think the writing was on the wall for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, that's crazy. Bowman has really got some big shoes to fill. He already filled Dale Juniors. Has won two <laughs> races. Is a fan favorite. And now he's going to be filling even bigger shoes with the seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson. I think that's awesome for him. Yeah. To I go from, am looking forward to this. To go from BK Racing to being the replacement for not only right? Dale Earnhardt Jr. but also Jimmy Johnson. That's pretty badass. That um, dude, Bowman, and I mean, I don't know how this person predicted it, but in 2013. There was an article written about Alex Bowman being the next Jimmy Johnson rising through the ranks. And I was and I looked at that yesterday. I was like, how did you know? (laughs) Can you please give me more clues that it can help Mm -hmm. me being a better analyst? (laughs) Another another thing worth noting about the Bowman move to the 48. It's just a rebranding. So it'll be the same 88 team like Greg Ives um, Mm -hmm. still going to be the crew chief. And that, <laughs> that whole whatever new number team for next year is going to be different because Chad Canals, uh he's manager. He's gone. Mentioned this I with think... Matthew on the lost episode. Yes. Um, and who's the? Who's I don't even know who the crew chief for the forty eight is. Who's about to move to another car? <laughs> oh, is he? Well, I would assume if Greg Ives is still going to be the crew chief for Bowman, which. I have friends who are Bowman fans, and they really do not like Greg Ives. And like, they yeah, Greg they... Ives has been very um, up and down in his career. I really thought him and Chase Elliott would get together because they were so good together and exciting. I mean, Gustafson I... and Chase are working wonderfully. Yeah, they're they're working well. So that I feel like it's clear that nine team, which was the old twenty four team with Chip Gordon, is probably still the best team at Hendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it really depends on the week. I feel like the eighty eight now is the most consistent of the others. I will say that 88 car I thought was completely fucked after that wreck with Almirola, and he was running in third at one point. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought Reddick was out of the race, and he almost took the lead with, like, five to go. And I was like, oh, Yeah, cool. no, there was a lot of situations <laughs> there. And, and, yeah. You know, take, I, take I, I, we, missed, we missed one big one. If, if I can just say, we completely just glossed over the fact that Bubba Wallace was in contention to win that race late. Oh, yeah. That's we right. completely glossed over that. Yeah. and. Shame on us. Shame we'll on we'll us. take we'll take that L. We'll take that L because I did want to talk about it, and you want to just breeze right through that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shouts, real quick, shouts out to Bubba Wallace, and I was absolutely heartbroken. I mean, my heartbreak just knew new end, no end on Sunday. That's why I didn't want to talk about the race. Yeah, that's like the most 2020 race result. You have all these like new guys going for their first win. Yeah, and it's it like oh, like, cool, Denny Hamlin. I will say this, and I'm not trying to be political or anything, but I don't think anyone is ready for a Bubba Wallace win or the Trump car winning because <laughs> the Trump car was also very close to winning. Oh, I don't even know. Also, oh, man. We, sh- we should give a massive shout-out to Brennan Poole. Ninth place Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, on. awesome. Drive. He can, like, I really hope Brennan Poole maybe. gets another good ride because um, I-, I liked what he I did think in he's that in the 15 again next year. Back in Xfinity when DC Solar redacted. He's in the 48. Um, he's in the 48. There we go. Uh, yeah, like so, he, hey, Brandon people Poole forget the he in, the, in one of the years for Xfinity in the like the the round of eight cutoff, he literally tied or was like one point behind, um, making it to the final four and like just missed out. So he, oh he's, yeah, I do. Remember he's that. been good. I just like he kind of got over and everything. So it is what it is. Um, hopefully, yeah. Shout out to him, and then on to the Roval. On to the Roval, yeah. So we got Roval weekend. And Kevin, it's also SCCA runoffs, baby. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we got, we got our boy Preston Partis and Brad and, Perez and Brad. on Friday. So shouts out to those boys. And, and I think, yeah, Preston is the only driver doing a double this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's going he's gonna to get a lot of seat time. And I think racing at Road America already gives him that advantage going into the Roval. So we got a lot of racing to talk about. We got Xfinity. We got Cup, SCCA runoffs. We got F1 returning to Nürburgring. I know you're excited about that one. Hell yeah. And a lot of these races are going to be run in the rain. It looks like yeah. Nürburgring's going to be wet. The Roval, I mean, there's 
there, there's a hurricane coming through. Um, so oh, yeah, little, that's right. Yeah, and it's it's not going to be like it's going to just be a lot of rain. It not like thunder or lightning. So. Um, yeah, Let's fingers crossed. So. so we sh- we might get our first Cup Series rain race. Finally, I think it's about time. I think the only proper way to wind out 2020 is with full chaos in NASCAR. Right. We've already had that happen. Yeah. These last two races with a Kurt Busch victory from out of nowhere. And then whatever we saw at Talladega happening, <laughs> I feel like the only proper way to send off the round of 12 is with pure chaos. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I'm saw... just going to do what Methy does and just make I stupid saw... picks. Before we get into our picks, someone had a really, like, pretty decent idea so austin dillon is after his his issues at talladega i want to say he's like 30 something points below the cut line and even with the rain coming in this was before the forecast but someone brought out the good idea that said during the first caution period what is stopping rcr from subbing austin dillon out of that car because he sucks at road course racing let's not sugarcoat that at all he's 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 not a good road course racer at all. What is to stop them from putting AJ Allmendinger in that car? Especially if it rains. <clears throat> Are you kidding me? They could win that race. And but how would funny that would that be legal? It, technically, yes. NASCAR... Is a fake would, having like a stomach flu. That, I was going to say, they can fake it. Oh man, do you know the controversy that would cause that? Oh, I know. I'm here for it though. I oh, mean, NASCAR no. puts them in that position to where <laughs> technically it's legal. No one would support it in terms of like being a fan of sport, except those who are wanting chaos. So we're good. Um, I mean, they had they would have a legit shot at winning, especially at the right. Oh yeah, are you kidding? I mean, we saw what we saw what Kaz Grala did in that car. Yeah, um, on no practice, he was leading, and he had a great finish at at, uh, Daytona. So yeah, there's there's a chance here that if that does happen, I mean, that's that's. Fucking 250 IQ right there. Even better, if it rains both days, AJ's running the Xfinity Series race, and so not only would he have experience in the rain, oh, dude, oh, I mean... I it mean, would be a blowout. Chase Elliott wouldn't know what to do. I know, that's what I'm going to say. Chase like, Elliott would not make the playoffs, I think, either. I think he's, like, teetering on that he's, line. He's right? on that cut line. I know Bowman's, I think the next... It, it's, Bowman's up 22 points over Kyle yeah. Busch. Um, so, it's close. I think Kyle Busch can get there. What? Because Bowman's not the greatest road racer. No, he's, he's also really not, not like... very good. He had issues last year with Bubba, and he's never That's impressed right. me on on road courses. I will say, out of the drivers that are good road course drivers, you have guys like Truex, Bush, Chase mm-hmm. Elliott. Obviously, I think Will Byron is very sneaky good. On yeah, these, I agree. But he I doesn't agree. have Canals anymore, or is Canals finishing the season? He's finishing the season. Yeah, okay. but he's not. So, yeah, like, could, he's not that in that help Byron. elite tier. Um, I, Boyer's not any good. Almirola is not any good. Um, I'm trying to think who else is is kind of like garbage. I don't I think Kurt Bush this... is like bad, but he's definitely won at road course. He won at Sonoma in 2011. But mm-hmm. this I, I is our it. first road course race with the low down course package since the inaugural good. Roval race, and we all good. know how that one ended. Oh boy, can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this is gonna be. This is gonna be wacky, and if that, if that, it obviously with rain that throws a wrench in everything. Because I mean, we have no idea in the Cup Series who is familiar with running in the rain. Oh, man, oh, Kyle Busch is actually out right now. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's he's the next one guy. Which I mean, if you so think right about now, it, it's this Denny way. Hamlin, if he, oh, go ahead. If Kyle Busch finishes fifth in every stage in the race, and Bowman runs. 15th 16th 15th which yeah. is about where i expect bowman to run um, yeah that's that's a kyle bush playoff and that's eight birth yeah that's also bowman. implying kyle bush doesn't win a stage or anything which is very possible because you know that's your i'm just like factoring that. in fifth place Why? yeah that's yeah um, yeah i think kyle bush is is definitely a favorite to uh sneak a win at some point now or never this is probably yeah. his best chance because i don't see him I mean, maybe Martinsville. Who knows? I, I'm dude. I'm so excited for that Martinsville race. Oh, <laughs> I have. Let's not uh, get ahead of ourselves, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> so right now we have Hamlin and Bush secured in there. I think that the drivers that need to be worried are Bowman, Logano, and then from that point on, you have Bush, Dylan, Boyer, and and Almirola. And Dylan, I did not realize is actually as like as close as he is. Mm-hmm. Like he's not completely dead in the water just yet, but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, Chase is actually fine. He's forty four points to the good. 
So that's almost a full race. Like, Keselowski, Harvick, and, and Elliott, I, I would feel comfortable. And, and Truex, unless he wrecks early, is probably going to run well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you ready to make some picks? Let's do it. All right. So, um, guess what I finally did? I you calculated the, the points. points. I calculated yeah. the points. And, Kevin, I got some really bad news for you, dude. Yeah, I've sucked. You're you're one of the, you're on a really bad roll, my friend. You got Don't even need to show your Alex it. last week. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a rough stretch for me. I'm I'm like I said on Twitter, if you follow me, uh, I'm I am tanking for Ty Dillon for his <laughs> Cup Series ride next year. So that that explains it. <laughs> Obviously, that's how they do it. Yep. Um. Yeah. No. So I am at nine hundred and sixty nine points. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Alex is now coming quickly, though. He is only 59 points behind me at 9-10. Um, or, no, that's not. Yeah, that's 59 points. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay, so he's catching me quickly because he was, like, a couple, like, a good 150. More than 100, back. yeah. But he's he's had some consistently good picks. And I actually have a theory that Alex is at an unfair advantage, or we're at an unfair advantage compared to Alex, because I've noticed, I have forgotten to text Alex about his picks a couple of times. I think three times I've forgotten to text him. And he texts me on Sunday morning, when I forget, with his picks already set. Which gets me thinking, I think Alex is making his picks on Monday. I think that he is is, is strategizing, which I'm going to call bullshit if he wins the championship, because me and you are just making these up on the spot. For the most Wait, part. you're saying he he's picking the he's sending you the picks after the race? No, before the race. Wait, so why is that bullshit? Because he's 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 strategizing his picks. Me and you are just making these up okay. as we go. That's fair. I mean, he gets to see the starting lineup depending on. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. it's also my fault for not texting him. Which, yeah. By fair. the way, guess what I did? I forgot to text Matthew and Alex. <laughs> hey. Okay. Well, <laughs> consistency. That's the one thing I have that NASCAR doesn't. Yes. So, but yeah, no, Alex is catching, and I mean, we can't even count out Methy to catch up to you, Kevin. He's only 150 back. No, let's not get that far. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, Kevin, since you scored negative 10 points last week and probably one of the worst weeks we've ever seen mm-hmm. on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you go first out of pity? Great. Who's your um, dark horse? Oh, my dark horse for this weekend... Mm, I'll go with McDowell. I feel like okay. that's just a consistent road course pick, especially if it rains. Uh, easy road out. <laughs> Can I have <laughs> <laughs> Can I just put AJ Allmendinger there, and if he doesn't right. race, I score zero points? <laughs> that's like, I- I'm thinking about picking Austin Dillon for my dark horse solely for the strategy if they implement yeah, that, but um, that's, that's too risky. On the real, I'm going to take Chris Buescher. Okay. Dark horse. I so mean, guaranteed top ten because yeah, guaranteed every time top ten because like, every that. time I literally though it's like those Roush Fenway Yates engines or whatever Roush Yates engines are so good at these road <laughs> courses. It's it's surprising that no one has picked up on the fact that Busher is solid as fuck mm-hmm. in this place. I, so, I still have yet to. So yeah. All right, give me your sleeper. My sleeper for this week is going to be young Ryan Blaney. I mean, he is technically a 1-0 at roller races and below downforce package. So true. numbers do not lie there. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's also been Ryan Blaney this year. It's 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 kind of fallen apart lately. And even numbers do not lie. <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> on Sunday. I'm gonna go on the opposite spectrum with a younger man, and that's gonna be uh Will Byron. Great pick. Yeah, great pick. I, great I, I pick. mentioned earlier having Chad Knauss and looking strong at road courses. Why not take the chance on on, mm-hmm. on uh, Billy Scoots, as I call him? Billy Scoots. Billy Scoots. <laughs> um, okay, so who's your favorite? KFB. KFB. I'm riding the train. I don't know why I'm riding it, but yeah, I, this I is want a him dumb, to win. This is a dumb pick because I said last week, okay, if Kyle Busch doesn't win at Talladega, I'm done. I'm never picking him again. It's over. KFB. I'm done with him. I mean, he. We know he's a good road course racer. He's oh, going to be in full time. He's either going to crash or win the race. No, he, what he's going to do is he's going to do the exact same thing he did at Daytona and lock up his brakes on like lap two and then have to uh, throw his entire that strategy that out hurt. the window. 
Yeah, because so, we were all going in saying, okay, it's the one guy who had Rolex 24 experience, easy dub, and then no. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a driver that actually doesn't suck, and I'm going to go with uh, Martin Truex Jr. because James Small, it's going to rain. Truex is already a very good uh, road course driver. Hmm. James Small is used to big, heavy cars racing in the rain for the V8 supercars. Is so, that uh, Yeah, he is the Australian. Yeah. Yeah, he is mate. the Australian. So, mate. Uh, yeah. mate, I'm going to go ahead and put one on the Bobby and pick myself some Martin Truex Jr. My Australian accent is trash. Speaking of Australian, we only have one more season left of the boys, or one more episode left of. I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, me and yeah, you yeah. will talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we got some. <laughs> uh, speaking of mind blowing stuff going on right now, <laughs> we're going to have to. <laughs> We're going to have to get uh, Alex's picks uh, on Twitter because if he does catch me by the end of the season and beats me, I will throw myself out of a window. I just, I don't know, man. This is as painful as maybe having a peanut allergy. I don't know. Damn. Damn. Anyways, Damn. so you want to kill it right field? now. Honestly, dude, I might be, I might be passing you for these uh, transitions. I was going to say, Transition King, you definitely get that <laughs> crown today. Thank you. All right. Kings let's, respect kings on this podcast. Um, let so yeah, us round the out the field. First I, thing. What do you want to start with? First thing I saw was, um, I, I feel like we should mention it. Not that it has race. I don't, no, actually, I'm not even. Okay, cool. It's, so uh, you're not going to take the thing that I'm going to say good. Sure. No, what go. are you going to say? No, you go. You go. No, you go. I want to know. I want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, since Kevin is embarrassed to talk about his social life. Um, Haley Deegan's going to make her cup or truck series debut in the 17 truck. I think that we predicted this like a month ago. Though. I think we, yeah, that was completely not where I was going. I forgot about that, but yeah, yeah. Right. So that was an officially announced today. Um, I didn't kind of want to mention it earlier, but I was like, eh, she's not doing anything in cups. So who cares? Um, but I did mention this about a month ago. Um, what is it? Excuse me. That for some reason she had to make her truck series debut at some point in order to run the full season next year, and I still have never gotten an explanation why that needs to happen. Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, it's stupid. But she's gonna be in the seventeen truck, which was run by David Reagan, I think. She's with DGR Crossley, no surprise. Um, So her teammates with uh, Tanner Gray, and I'm trying to think who else is DGR in trucks off the top of my head. Excuse me, I don't know. Also, we forgot to Uh, mention that. Speaking of Gilland, uh, Todd Gilland and Christian Eckes got eliminated. Was it Eckes who got eliminated? Oops. <laughs> we forgot there was an elimination race. Yeah. Oops. Oops. I think Oops. it was Eckes. Mm, I'm double checking right now. God, okay. can you not? Hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Eckes and Gilland have been Gilland. eliminated. So, um, GG's, you gave it your best effort. Stay in your fucking motorhome, Todd Gilland. <laughs> um,. But yeah, so I will say I thought Ankrum was going to get eliminated, and um, I thought Zane Smith was cooked. To be honest, I really thought that after wrecking early in that race, and this is obviously going back, but like I thought Zane Smith was done, and then they just kept they kept wrecking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a tough break for Todd and, and Eckes, but um, you know, at some point Christian Eckes will win a race. I've been saying that for like what feels like months now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I mean we pretty much wrote off Rafael Lasard, and then here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a truck series winner. So, yep. yeah, I'm sure Kyle yep. Bush is really happy about that one. He has a mm-hmm. very strange accent. He he's French Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah, Go that's what I thought. Because he was just when he was being interviewed, I was just like, "That's Raphael Lassard." I've never heard this man speak, nor have I seen him on television. I think so. <laughs> wow. That a hey, but good for him, man. Getting your first dub is always. Always important. I'm trying to go onto a Twitter account right now because there's been a lot of rumors, and this guy okay. has been really solid. So if you don't follow NASCAR Rumor Mill, um, I think it is run by the old DBF account, Drunk Brian France. But um, unlike DBF, this account doesn't annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> so there's been some good rumors going on, and they are right about 75 percent of the time. And obviously, this is rumors take as you will, but. They heard that for next year, the 18 JGR Xfinity car will be the all-star car next year with Ty Gibbs getting seat time along with Kyle and Denny. Well, you know why. Kevin, what do you think that might mean? I think that means that Riley Herbst is going to the 19 car, Harrison Burton (laughs) is staying in the 20 car, and Brandon Jones is going to the 5 in Cup Series. Yeah, so so that's kind of feeding our idiotic rumor. Yep. I'm just saying. Um, Better got bros. (laughs) Honestly, uh, though, so there's that. 
I mean, Herbs could probably go to Gone Brothers and take that monster money with them. Let's be real. Sure. I mean, yeah, because we be all want an see absolute that. travesty. We, to we really all want to see that team be even ever. more terrible. Right. Yeah. No, I think. Um, I mean, Brandon Jones. What say what you want to? He's. I mean, he's a wheel man. We, we've seen yeah, that this last year. He's also the most clutch driver. Yeah, and he brings sponsorship. He, so like, he's yeah. for a team like Gaunt Bros. Um, who's trying to you know build a legacy, get some good sponsorship. Brandon Jones is not a bad guy. Also. The forty three car. I mean, who who's to say that he can't bring a sponsorship over there? So, so we'll, that's we'll see my how... next. That's my next rumor that they tweeted. They said hearing a decent amount of movement has taken place the last couple of days regarding the forty three. Corey Lejoy and Ty Dillon are heavily tied to that car right now. All of which revolves hmm. though around the RCR campus. So if they do get Ty Dillon, that means that Richard Petty and RCR might create an alliance now. They had an alliance already. They have an alliance, so the alliance will be stronger. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you. I think that it would be funny to have Corey LaJoy in that car because I think that he is very talented, and I think that it's going to show just how much more talented Bubba was with that car, um, just getting it where it was. Because I can still see that car being top 20, but I don't know if Corey LaJoy is going to get that to top 10 runs as often as Bubba was. Um, and I think we're going to learn a lot about what's going to happen there. But, you know, I mean, for RPM, those are two solid drivers. Um, I think that if you're looking for a safe sponsorship-wise, maybe Ty Dillon might be the safer move. But if you're going for sure talent, yeah, take zero-time stage winner uh, Corey LaJoy. Yeah. Also, I will say, something to keep an eye on is John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek. Dude, you're on a roll with these names today. Dude, I know. I cannot speak for some reason. He tweeted out at... 8.54 a.m. saying today is the day and has not tweeted since. So if Oh, we, no, no, no. That's concerning, if, actually. If, if we have to... <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Yeah, holy oh, shit, Kevin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God, Kevin. Oh, I was going somewhere completely else. Anyways, so we're Yikes. hoping for the best for John Hurry. I would assume uh, being, being positive. John Hurry Nemechek is hoping for some kind of news for next year. Yeah, I mean, could this be? What if he's the super dark horse to the five, (laughs) dude? But what's wrong with that? Like, he is super talented, and he's done so much with the thirty-eight car this year. It's like, I mean, dude, today's the day. I, Kevin, I I don't know if I want to make that the uh, the episode of the or the title of the episode. I feel like we should do it. Just no context. No context. Today's the day. (laughs) Today's the day. Speaking Um, of today being the day, um, last week was September thirtieth, and there was something that was supposed to happen on that day with one named Matt DiBenedetto, and I still don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I figure that Matt DiBenedetto kind of being super sad. um, Yeah. The writing is kind of on the wall. I mean, he just went on Sirius XM earlier this week saying, I don't have anything to announce, which is never a good sign. I mean, he um, just said him and his wife were going through a really tough week this week. I mean, dude, DeBadetto yeah. might be taking a step back and looking at the big picture of things and saying, is this even worth it anymore? And I do not want that to happen. He deserves a spot in the Cup Series. He I deserves another anyone. year in the 21 car. And maybe I, Austin Sindrick should just go to the 32. I think Matteo Benedetto is like the perfect driver for that car. Like, I don't think he warrants a top ride per se, like a JGR, um, something like that. Stuart Haas, Penske per se, but a, a car that can compete for for wins, uh, a playoff spot every now and then. Like, that's the perfect scenario. And to see him lose that after one year where he did make the playoffs, um, it's. It'd be gutting. I mean, he has a couple second-place finishes. Las Vegas is a great track for him, obviously. Yeah, obviously, two um, <laughs> second-place finishes. So, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're praying that he, he does get a good ride because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, he's such a lovable guy. He's such a nice guy. It's fingers crossed on that. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out more about Silly Season this week, and hopefully uh, we get some more clarification on John Hunter Nemechek. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, news coming? We got, uh, like I said, F1 at the Nurburgring this week. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Honda's pulling out of F1. That's, yeah, there it is. That's okay, crazy. sorry. I, I was going to get to that. Um, yeah, yeah, so with Honda leaving F1, that's huge because they've been around forever. Um, 
They've what been like happens in now? Yeah, that's three to... engine manufacturers now that are staying in the sport: Renault, um, Honda, or I'm sorry, Ferrari and and Mercedes. So I heard that instead of Red Bull going back to Renault or whatever, because obviously they don't want to do that. It's like going no. back to a toxic X. Um, what they're gonna try to do is like buy out all the Honda like equipment where it's not oh, gonna no. be run under the Honda name and like Honda's not gonna support it, but they're gonna have all their their own people doing it. And I think it might be under a different brand name. Uh, I'm not sure about the brand name, but that, it's just a rumor I heard because that's, that's I feel like Red Bull would rather be take it up upon themselves, have have the same Honda power unit, but not call it Honda, then go back. Uh, Mercedes is just watching everyone self-destruct around them. Oh yeah, just no, like, yeah. Okay, Mercedes bet. is like, okay, starting next year, we're gonna supply forty percent, forty percent of the field. Let's say uh, Red Bull says, "Screw it, we want to go with Mercedes." That's fifty percent of the field, and then they can just stand up, snap the competition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, is Aston Martin gonna build their own engines for their team? No, they're Mercedes. Yeah, I would have been sick if they did yeah, though. I know. Oh well. Um yeah. oh, other than that though. Um, I guess me and Methy or no. Was this did we talk about Mick Schumacher? Yes, we Yes, oh, okay, cool. I can't even remember what we talk about half the time here. <laughs> so Basically Mick, Sch- Mick Schumacher is gonna be running free practice at Germany on Friday, and so is Callum Eilat for Haas. Yes. Well, it's it also not Germany, Kevin. It is. It is uh, the, Eiffel. Um, the, the the Eiffel, Eiffel GP. The Eiffel GP. Sure. Which makes a lot of sense because they don't want to. Because Hockingheim said no, no, mm-hmm. no. We we yeah, don't yeah. want to have a race here. So <laughs> it's now like said that. it's now the f- I want to say the fourth different German Grand Prix name. It's like we've had the the European Grand Prix, the Eiffel Grand Prix, the German mm-hmm. Grand Prix, and I forget the other one, but. Uh, the Nurburgring GP. Why not? Um, it might have been. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I, I I don't really know, but um, you know, I mean, hey, shouts out that at least we're getting back there. I think it's only one DRS zone, which is gonna be. There's easy. two. There's two. Where's the second? Start finish line. Well, then where's the first? Oh, <laughs> um, the, that's where I thought it was. <laughs> going into that like final chicane on the oh, the backstretch. So I, I, I'm just concerned because I obviously that is a very high speed part of the track. But it is super easy to lose the car there because it's uphill yes. and a dog leg. It's not yeah. like, but it, I think maybe that helps the car a little bit with some downforce, I guess. We'll I, see. I just, I'm, God, I'm I did making, not want to see an F1 car go flying into the air. Right. Yeah. So this weekend I'm going uh, to Auburn to visit a good friend of ours, Nick, and I am 100% getting up at 7 a.m. to to watch oh, that race. It's a 7 a.m. race? Well, it's 8 a.m. for East Coast, but we're an hour behind there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do um, a Halloween-type stuff this weekend, because my girlfriend will not be able to do Halloween with me this year. Um, so we're going to do it now, I guess. Hollow Scream. We're going to do that in a Halloween party with a couple friends. We're going to do nice. a drinking game where we watch Cabin in the Woods, which is probably one of my top five uh, favorite uh, horror movies. I love that movie. It's a great movie, and <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if Emma's seen it, so I'm excited for that one. It's Perfect. not too gory. It's not too scary. It's a lot of fun. Well, the ending is kind of... Anyways, yeah, yeah. not to it, oh, it gets anything. a little aggressive at the end. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to a weekend of some fun racing. And dude, if it really does rain for both uh, NASCAR races, that's going to be wacky. Mm-hmm. Very oh, excited. Man. All right, yeah. so we got only five races left in the season, Kevin. Weird. I know this season just kind of flew by. I mean, and, it's been uh, a season unlike any other. So yeah, we got a lot sense. of stuff coming up in the off season. I've been trying to schedule, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But you know, keep an eye out for those SCCA boys this weekend. Yes. It's gonna be yeah, a lot of fun the runoffs. Yeah, once to, again to P P Financial and Brett. Yes. Good luck, P, P Financial and, and Brad, our, our former uh, guest, Preston Partis and Brad Perez. I wish nothing but a success for you guys. And yeah, it's 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 runoff season, baby. Oh yeah. All right. So I've been Anthony, and I've been Kevin. Thanks make for sure listening, guys. On, yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLM Podcast. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.